Good afternoon and welcome everybody. Thank you for choosing to be with us in this uh, well, unaired room and not in this beautiful spring day outside. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, I'm, uh, it's, a special, it's a real special delight to present uh, uh, the speaker to you today because uh, uh, Dr. Ibrahim Khatib is one of our own. Uh, he's doing his postdoctoral research here with us at the Oxford School of Global and Area Studies. Um, arriving here since last summer. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Khatib's uh, scholarship deals with issues pertaining to identity and, and conflict, conflict resolutions, democratic values, religions and conflict, political <laughs> Islam, Israeli politics, Middle East politics, and the Arab-Israeli conflict. He has published in, um, in a number of peer-reviewed journals, including uh, the most prestigious uh, Journal of Peace Research, International Journal of Conflict Management and Citizenship uh, Studies. Currently is working on the relationship between democratic values, identity, threat, conflict perception, and willingness to reconcile uh, in the context of the Arab-Israeli conflict, which is also the topic of his talk today. Ibrahim, thank you for yeah. coming. Thank you, Aviad. Um, Yaakov, thank you um, for all of us to that coming here in this nice weather, really. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to present my research based on my um, dissertation, and I also worked on that now, but in different aspects. So the research tackles the questions of identity, conflict perception, and reconciliation between the Arab and the Israelis after the Arab Spring. So uh, in this 30 minutes or 40 minutes, uh, I will talk about several topics uh, about this research. Uh, first, I should begin with the, the story of this research. Actually, I, I, I thought that it's very important to um, trying to ask about questions about democracy and conflict uh, during the Arab Spring. Because as uh, all of us know, um, a lot of um, issues raised during the Arab Spring about values, democracy, and what's going to, uh, to be uh, happen in the Middle East uh, following the Arab Spring and the uh, democratic demands among the uh, Arab uh, population in the Middle East. Uh, and you know, there is a lot of uh, theories, a lot of research done about democracy and uh, reconciliation, democracy and peace. And then the question is coming. We have Arab Spring, we have our, uh, democratic demands. So it, is it works in the Arab uh, world that uh, democracy will bring us a peace in the Middle East? Then I try to to figure out uh, the question of identity uh, and conflict in this context. Uh, at the same time, during the Arab Spring, uh, the first uh, three, four years of the Arab Spring, a lot of um, religious groups um, talked about the conflict in the Middle East, uh, talked about what's happened in the Middle East, but uh, this was accompanied with, with a lot of demands uh, regarding the rule of religion in this context. And a lot of movements in the Middle East uh, try to uh, talk about the conflict in the Middle East and, and the religious aspects. So I try to uh, figure out the relation between identity uh, and conflict perception and democratic values. And then 
I came with this kind of question in context of protracted conflict. Is there a relation between democratic values, identity perception, and reconciliation? And if uh, uh, this relation exists, in which way we can, uh, um, let's say, talk about this kind of relation between this kind of three or uh, more, um, let's say, uh, variables in this context. So I tried to, to find if there is uh, research done about the relation between identity and reconciliation, and there is. Uh, but the, the relation between identity and and uh, reconciliation, um, dealing with the uh, social identity theory, taking in account democracy and um, identity conflict perception, uh, this thing that has been uh, has been not done before and in, uh, in in other uh, research. Although I found something which is very special about uh, the relation between uh, identity in general and attitudes for, uh, regarding other uh, groups, which is based on social identity theory. Uh, the second thing that I tried to, to ask about, okay, so we're talking about identity. We're talking about uh, how people may uh, identify themselves, but how it's correlated related to a conflict. So, and how it's related to conflict perception, how it's related to conflict types. We're talking about different kinds of types in the conflict. We're talking about national conflict, uh, material conflict, and religious conflict. So, and I found that there is uh, um, a little, um, a few research done about this, this topic. Also, um, my research trying to, f to, to focus on the perceptions of the conflict. I mean, many scholars talking, uh, talked about conflict in several ways, in international relations, in comparative politics, and they tried to uh, ask about uh, different um, kind of conflicts. They tried to classify the conflict in three ways or even more. Uh, like, as I said before, religious, national, and perception based uh, on some theoretic, uh, theoretical uh, classification, but they didn't say about anything about perceptions. So, for example, Jonathan Fox and his research talked a lot about uh, uh, religious conflict. And then he said, we can define um, religious conflict based on the groups in the conflict, if our religious groups, uh, that the issues in the conflict, the topics that they, uh, um, um, that they are, there is in the, in the conflict, and this kind of things. But then I said, okay, it's good classification, but it still needs something which more in depth and it's related to the perceptions of the people. So for example, the Arab-Israeli conflict, according to some classification, can be classified as a national conflict, but, but people can uh, perceive the conflict as a religious one because they think that it's more religious for them, even that the uh, theoretical classification said, no, it's, it's, it's more uh, fit on the national aspect. So this research is uh, focusing in perceptions, how people perceive the conflict. So, uh, and there is some uh, empirical uh, uh, contribution in this research because I already did uh, some surveys in the Middle East during uh, uh, the last uh, two years about 
conflict perception and identity. So, uh, as I said before, uh, the main argument of this research that there is a relation between identity perception and willingness to reconcile, but this relation mediated via two mediators, uh, conflict perception and uh, threat perception. So the main theory that, uh, let's say, um, cover part of this research is social identity theory, which is it coming from identity theories and conflict uh, theories. And the main argument of social identity theory is that, that people um, classify themselves as part of a group and putting the others uh, in the outer group. Uh, in general, people, uh, let's say, trying to classify themselves as a good group and the others, the out group, as, as the bad one, as the, uh, uh, um, let's say, the, the, the different group in this case. And uh, as, 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 as it appears here in the slide, it includes the different kind of emotional and other psychological, um, uh, let's say, classification, which affects this kind of, classific uh, of, of classification of in-group and out-group. So, uh, social identity theory talks about group behavior, intergroup relations, uh, individual and social identity, and uh, how people can perceive and compare themselves with others. At the same time, since my research, and here we can, I can show the model, oh, here. So since the research is talking about uh, democratic values and conflict, identity, and reconciliation, I also found that uh, one of the main theories in international relations about peace theory is also can be fit in this kind of research. Since this theory said that if we have uh, democratic states, uh, we will have more peaceful attitudes between uh, uh, these states. So I tried to figure the relation between this kind of different uh, um, variables and there is, there is like different kind of hypothesis in this context. The first one that the relation between identity perception and reconciliation is not a direct one. There is a mediators, which are mainly conflict perception and threat perception. Uh, the second one, that identity perception and conflict perception related to each other. So if you perceive your identity as a religious identity, then you will perceive the conflict as a religious one. And uh, the same with national and civic uh, identity. Uh, the, the third um, hypothesis in this research that identity perception and threat perception also um, have a positive uh, um, correlation. So if you, if you perceive your identity as a religious one, uh, then you will perceive the second group as a threat uh, for your group. While if we're talking about civic identity, which is it more general, which is it could be accepted in different kinds of societies, uh, may lead to uh, uh, maybe to accept the other, the, the other people, the other community, the second group in this case, and it could be correlated negatively with threat perception. So if you have this civic identity, which is a more general one, which is more 
say global or international, you will feel less threatened from the second group. Uh, the third or the fourth uh, uh, assumption, this research that conflict perception also related to willingness to reconcile. So if you perceive the, the, the conflict as a religious one, you will have less willingness to reconcile. While if you perceive your, your the conflict as a material one, which is over resources, uh, so we'll have uh, more willingness to reconcile in this case. Um, and threat perception, uh, will have a negative relation with willing to reconcile. We can see that uh, we can say that uh, if you feel threatened from the second group, will have less willing to reconcile with them. I think it's the most important, or one of the most important assumptions in this uh, this research that democratic values and the rule of democratic values uh, regarding uh, the relation between uh, democratic values and reconciliation. According to uh, lit the literature, democratic values have a positive relation with winning to reconcile. You, if you adopt uh, more democratic values, you will have more winnings to reconcile. But let's see the, uh, the results and then we can say if it's true or not. Maybe the, the one more thing that I need to add, if we're talking about uh, uh, democracy and reconciliation, I tried also to uh, to um, to check how democratic regime and non-democratic regime or authoritarian regimes related to uh, reconciliation. So the type of, re of regime and reconciliation. So this is uh, my hypothesis. I'm just try to be sure that I didn't miss anything in this uh, yeah slides. So. Uh, you know that in the Middle East um, and in the context of the Arab-Israeli conflict, the Palestinians and the Arabs uh, perceive the conflict uh, in different ways, while uh, there is a large group that perceive the conflict between the Arabs and the Israelis, the Zionist uh, um, movement, part of the Arab said the conflict, no, it's not between the Arab and the Zionist, it between the, it's between the, all the Muslims around the world and, and the, the Jewish in this context. While others, they said, no, it's conflict like, like other conflicts over material things, over resources, over borders, which yes, there's some elements uh, related to uh, national or religious, but the main issue of the conflict right now is the, uh, is the resources and the material aspects. So, in this research, uh, I did a survey and some interviews in uh, Israel, among the Arabs in Israel, Palestinian citizens in Israel, in Israel and uh, among the Jewish community or the Jewish uh, in Israel, uh, in Jordan, and uh, Palestine, and also in Tunisia. I tried to do something in Egypt, uh, but unfortunately I did uh, get like a, a very, very uh, small um, response rate in this case Then I, uh, um, uh, let's say, I just focused on the, on the four cases. I tried also to do the research in Egypt to go there, but I, I didn't have um, the chance to do that because the, the regime there is, is very... Uh, you know the, the situation there. So when I asked somebody to get the visa to, to go to uh, Egypt, he told me, Brahim, you have two choices. 
if you say that you're trying to ask something about democracy, so you will be classified as one of the uh, opposition or Muslim Brotherhood, so you'll be in jail. The second option is to tell them that you're doing something about the Arab-Israeli conflict. And at the same, either you will be in the jail because you may uh, classify it as somebody who related to Israel and, uh, and what's going on between Israel and Egypt. So I tried uh, to be out and then I decided not to go there. Um, so I have uh, around 2,200 um, uh, people inter uh, participated in this survey uh, in these countries. Um, Part of them uh, participated in online survey. Others, I I did uh, um, went to the universities there and I did the survey in these countries. So, to the results, I will try to do it as uh, as simple as possible. Uh, if we compare the Arabs and uh, the Jews, in this case how they perceive their identity. So we can see that almost more than 50% of the Arabs perceive their mean identity as the religious identity. So from 5 to 10, it's like it, was, it was like 10 questions about identity, and uh, 5 to 10 is like more than 50% of your answers uh, indicate that you adopt religious identity so uh, more than 50 percent among the arab population among the uh, israeli jews we can say that uh, mainly they uh, adopt the national and the civic identity more the national one as the main identity that uh, they perceive about conflict perception so the issues uh, which issues you perceive that they are the core of the conflict uh, and we can see also that the, um, more than 40% of the Arabs perceive the conflict, the conflict as a religious conflict while the uh, Jews in this case perceive the conflict either national or material conflict 76% uh, of the Jews, they, they didn't think that the conflict had has any aspect of religious conflict. Um, but the majority of the Arabs, they said the conflict is mainly religious conflict. So there is like a different perception, perceptions uh, regarding the conflict. So. I'll try to do that one also as simple as possible. Uh, so we can say that uh, in this case, religious identity perception uh, correlates positively with the religious conflict perception among the two groups. Um, the green one is for the Jewish, the Jewish uh, people, and the uh, orange one for the uh, Arabs. So if you perceive your identity as a religious, you perceive the conflict as a religious the same among uh, the two groups. If you perceive your identity as a religious uh, identity, also you will feel threatened from the second group in this context, in both groups, the Arabs and uh, the Israelis. 
regarding threat perception and reconciliation it's correlated negatively which means that if you uh, you feel that there is a threat you will have less less willingness to reconcile uh, and if you perceive the conflict as a religious conflict you will have as the uh, as we said uh, on the hypothesis that you will perceive uh, you will have uh, less willingness to reconcile in this case in both uh, societies but the most i mean one of the most interesting things here is the relation between democratic values and reconciliation as the literature said in this context democratic values correlated positively with reconciliation but just among the jewish group among the arabs if you have if you adopt democratic values you will have less willingness to reconcile you will not have willing to reconcile with the second group i will talk about the uh, how we can explain that so and here we can say there is a there is a full mediation that uh, um, especially in the arab uh, samples that mean we can't say anything about the, relig uh, the relation between religious identity and reconciliation without the two mediators about the national identity and uh, reconciliation here the relation is not significant can, we can see that here about the relation between national identity and threat and the same about national conflict perception and reconciliation but also we can say that there is a positive relation between national identity and national conflict perception so if you perceive your identity as a national one you perceive the conflict as a national conflict among the arabs if you perceive um, your identity as a national also you feel threatened from uh, uh, the second group um, national conflict perception and reconciliation we can't say that there is a significant relation because we can see uh, see, see that among the uh, arabs uh, there is a positive relation but among the jews with the green one uh, the relation between uh, national conflict perception and reconciliation is not significant so we can't argue anything about uh, if you perceive the conflict as a national how it affect uh, your attitudes regarding re reconciliation but again Democratic values and reconciliation, positive in the Jewish sample, and negative among the Arab, uh, uh, the Arabs in the Arab world. Regarding the civic identity, so as as the results uh, show, uh, if you perceive your your uh, identity as civic, uh, so you perceive the conflict more as a material. Uh, if you perceive your identity as civic, you will not perceive the second group as a threat. So it's correlated negatively. Um, threat perception, the same as the others. Uh, if you uh, is there um, a threat existed, so perceive you will have less willingness to reconcile. If you perceive the conflict as a material conflict, you will have more willingness to reconcile. Well, the same again regarding general democratic values and willingness to reconcile uh, positive among the uh, jewish sample and negative among uh, the arabs so um, as i said there is a full mediation 
uh, and we can say that social in, in some cases and others there is a virtual mediation so we can't say that all with social identity can explain that identity can explain uh, attitudes regarding reconciliation um, as I also said the identity perception is correlated with conflict perception if you perceive the conflict as a religious you will perceive uh, your, uh, sorry, if you perceive your identity as uh, a religious, you will perceive the conflict as a religious. If you perceive your identity as a national, you perceive the conflict as a national. And if you perceive your identity as a civic one, you will perceive the conflict as a conflict over material and resources. Okay, so if I tried to um, divide the uh, research or even to talk about each um, uh, country alone the, the same regarding the relation between identity and conflict perception we can see that Tunisia, Palestine and Jordan uh, uh, religious identity uh, related positively with um, uh, conflict, uh, religious conflict the same among the Israeli Jews and the Arabs uh, uh, Palestinians inside Israel so, um, according to the literature, we can we can we can say that identity perception leads people to perceive the conflict um, as a conflict between two uh, identity groups, and uh, and that shows that the uh, centrality of of identity uh, and religious identity and protracted conflict. Um, social identities, in this case more symbolic uh, identities, in this case like religious and national, uh, may uh, lead to uh, perceive uh, the second group in negative, uh, in negative way. So regarding conflict perception and reconciliation, the third hypothesis in this case, so uh, as the results show, uh, in all the countries, uh, religious conflict perception and reconciliation uh, correlated negatively, while national conflict and willingness to reconcile, uh, there is no uh, significant uh, correlation in all the cases. Uh, regarding material conflict and reconciliation, in all the cases in Jordan, Palestine, uh, Tunisia, Israel, among the Arabs, uh, and the Israeli Jews, uh, if you perceive the conflict as a material, will have more willingness to reconcile. So, uh, research done by Orbach, um, research done by others, uh, also say that symbolic aspects of conflict may uh, it's, it's it's like may lead to uh, much harder uh, to resolve this kind of conflicts, religious conflicts. Is uh, may compromise more um, difficult to achieve. Um, so this is for uh, religious uh, justification, and there is no it's like there is a samples that people can't compromise in this case uh, because they feel they feel that it's part of their belief, and they uh, can't uh, compromise in in, in, uh, in this kind of of conflicts. A material conflict, people uh, uh, tend to uh, compromise uh, regarding uh, the issue in the conflict. Uh, 
So back uh, to um, the most, I think, the most interesting um, results here about the relation between democratic values and reconciliation. So religious conflict uh, um, perception and religious identity perception I mean, if, if we if we try to compare the groups according to their identity, so and then to, we're trying to uh, to um, check the relation between general democratic values and reconciliation. So people uh, who classify themselves as a religious or perceive their identity as a religious one, they will have a less willingness to reconcile, while uh, people who perceive their identity as um, uh, as a civic one, they will have more willing uh, 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 to reconcile among the Israeli Jews, but not among the uh, uh, the Arabs. So Arabs tend not to um, um, tend to class to uh, reconcile uh, with the Israelis, uh, even if they adopt uh, democratic values. Uh, in this case, so I tried to to check if it's the, the same case in other conflicts. So then I tried to look on the conflict between India and uh, Pakistan, about uh, the conflict there about Kashmir. And I also found a research done um, uh, by three researchers there. And they also found that democratic value, values uh, or strong support of democratic values um, correlated with less or even more militant uh, groups so and less willing to reconcile and then the justifications and the explanation that they give to uh, this uh, results that people they say that their rights uh, has been violated and adopting democratic values uh, means that we need to get our rights and reconciliation compromise uh, if it's not giving our rights and justice so we should uh, disagree with this kind of reconciliation but then I tried to ask if we ask people about liberal democratic values which is more in depth because as I said before, the uh, peace theory said that uh, people who adopt more liberal values tend to have uh, more willingness to compromise and reconcile. So not general democratic values, not just uh, the right to vote or the, uh, let's say, the speech rights or something like that, more in-depth uh, rights and uh, values. Uh, in this case, we say liberal democratic values, and I also try to check uh, um, the same model in this context. The other factors are the same. Regarding the liberal uh, democratic values and reconciliation in, in context of people who adopts uh, religious identity, uh, as we can, see, we can see here, still among the Arabs, if you perceive uh, if you uh, adopt liberal values, you will have less willingness to reconcile. But it's much more, uh, um, let's say, um, not that much strong. 
it's minus 0.4 while if we can see that before in the first model it's minus 0.30 or something like that 18 so it's weaker than before but st still we can't say that adopting liberal values will lead to uh, more willingness to reconcile while among the Israelis in Israel among the Israeli Jews still uh, liberal democratic values leads to more willingness to reconcile uh, regarding the civic identity is the same it's still uh, uh, negative but it's uh, weaker than before it's minus 0.05 among the Arabs uh, and the Israelis uh, Jews more uh, if you have more liberal uh, democratic values will have more willingness to reconcile I tried to uh, to compare uh, between the general democratic values and liberal democratic values in, in different uh, countries and I think the most interesting results is here in Tunisia which is it according to uh, um, uh, lots of international reports now it's a democratic state uh, the results say that in general democratic values uh, if, if if people adopt more general democratic values, they will have less willingness to reconcile. But if they adopt liberal democratic values, they will have more willingness to reconcile. So, but at the same time, um, it's not the case all the time. I mean, people who adopt uh, national identity or even civic identity they will uh, they uh, they don't uh, they doesn't have a kind of they don't have kind of this uh, significant relation between uh, liberal values and reconciliation i tried to to neglect the models of identity and just to focus the, uh, on the relation between liberal values and reconciliation without taking in account how people uh, perceive their identity and then i found that as before uh, in the arab states uh, general democratic values and reconciliation correlated negatively and the arab uh, in israel it's positively uh, but again in tunisia if we talk, if we looking on uh, the relation between liberal democratic values and reconciliation, we can find there is a positive relation between liberal values and reconciliation, which is also significant. Uh, significant. So, back um, to uh, hypothesis uh, number five about identity perception and threat perception. And here again, uh, religious identity correlated uh, negatively uh, with, um, uh, um, sorry, positively with uh, threat perception uh, in all the cases. Well, if we're talking about threat perception and um, uh, reconciliation, it's uh, correlated negatively in all the cases. So, uh, and um, in the civic identity, uh, in all the cases, Jordan, Palestine, Tunisia, um, and Israel, uh, if you perceive your identity as a civic one, you will have 
less threat perception. <coughs> we'll move to the last one, which is it, I think, very important in this case. Yes. So I tried to ask if we looking in the, uh, to this research uh, in different way. We try to classify the countries as regimes, democratic and non-democratic, and to ask if there is a differences between uh, uh, non-democratic states uh, and democratic states. Uh, again, uh, I follow the um, Freedom House uh, report, which classify Tunisia as a democracy and also Israel, even though that all of us know that uh, there is like a lot of literature uh, talking about how we can classify Israel if it's really democratic, even also Tunisia. It's, uh, uh, or it's, uh, in the case of Israel, it's a democratic state or ethnocratic state or it's a defective democracy. Uh, while others also talked uh, about Tunisia and Tunisian case, it's very fresh democracy. So, or it's in transition because it's not uh, uh, just like a few years uh, with uh, transitions to, towards democracy. Even though I follow the uh, accepted uh, classification, which classify Tunisia and Israel as a democratic states. And if we compare um, this regime type regarding reconciliation, we can find that there is no difference regarding reconciliation between uh, reconciliation attitudes between Tunisia and other Arab states. Um, so being a democratic state, that's not mean it probably will lead to uh, adopt um, uh, reconciliation in the context of the Arab-Israeli conflict. Then, um, As I said before, comparing to the uh, uh, identity uh, model, we can also say that there is uh, no difference between uh, uh, Tunisia and the Arab states, uh, even though we can say that uh, it's um, much more accepted in the Tunisian case if you're adopting uh, more liberal values to have more willingness to reconcile. So, uh, also, I tried to, uh, to ask questions about compromise, uh, militant attitudes, and to compare this uh, between these countries. And I can, s I, I, I can say that there is um, a very few um, differences between these countries and liberal democratic values in general uh, correlated negatively with uh, militancy. Uh, but it's not significant in all the cases. So if you're adopting a more liberal democratic values, you will not have this very high militant attitudes. Um, uh, again, regarding uh, the compromise, uh, people in Arab states they didn't support compromise uh, based on the uh, solution that proposed in this research based on the two state solutions. Um, and they said, and then I just tried to do some interviews 
with some of the Muslim and Arab leaders. One of them was uh, Rashid al-Ghannushi. And I asked him, uh, Sheikh al-Ghannushi, the literature said that adopting democratic values and democracy leads to reconciliation and compromise. But uh, what do you think about that? And then he said something which is interesting. He said, yes, we fully and we um, really want to have democratic states and we fully adopt democratic values, which is very important for us and for the Arab states and even for the uh, Islamic uh, movements in the Arab world. But it's internal issue. It's very important for our uh, country, but uh, at the same time, it's not means that we need to have a compromise with Israel. And then I said, why? He said, because first of all, we think that the question of justice uh, uh, is not coming with uh, this kind of reconciliation. If we're talking about uh, the two states uh, um, solution in this case, and uh, all the compromise and the reconciliation, uh, we think that it's not the justice in this context. Adopting democratic values <coughs> means adopting other values like justice, freedom, and that not mean uh, if you adopt democratic values, will, you will, uh, that will lead to more uh, willingness to reconcile. And then I asked him, but again, and he, and he said, we will support the Palestinians uh, in, their, uh, in their country and in their land. And then I asked him, which land? He said, Palestine is Palestine. And uh, um, which means in this context that Palestine is the, Palest the whole Palestine, including Israel in this case, and according to his perception. So, um, and the same, I asked some leaders in, the, uh, in Israel, Arab leaders about that, and they said that uh, democratic values is very important for us and for the uh, uh, people in the Arab states, but there is protected values, which means protected values is the freedom of Palestine, is to have state which we can reconcile in this protected values, this protect issue. And no matter if we're adopting democratic values or not, so, uh, in, uh, in order to conclude my uh, uh, speech here, so there is uh, five or six things that are important. So, uh, conflict and threat perception are mediators between identity and uh, um, uh, willingness to reconcile. Uh, this relation can't be existed if we didn't have these two med mediators. So, social identity can exp explain part of the relation between uh, identity and reconciliation. Religious conflict perception decrease the willingness to reconcile, while material one can increase it. Uh, there is a difference between the two people, how they perceive the identity and the perception. And, and, and actually this is affect the attitudes, how we can talk about negotiation. So if we ask the Palestinians to, uh, um, about the main issues of the conflict and they think that the, the religious thing is, is the most important thing, and the Israelis the, think that the material or the national one then we should take that in account in, 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 in our, uh, 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 let's say, attitudes regarding the, the, the compromise and the, how we can uh, resolve the, the, uh, the, the conflict. Uh, 
democratic values play a, a negative role for the reconciliation among the Arab population, while among the Israeli Jews it's more uh, positive. Having a democratic regime is not uh, uh, guaranteed to have uh, to achieve reconciliation. Liberal values and democratic regime together may, may uh, contribute more positively in reconciliation, but it's not also uh, uh, a guarantee to achieve reconciliation. Thank you.